Raymond Montgomery is going to be leading us in a song, and that will be followed by a reading of the obituary and a prayer. Raymond will then lead another song, followed by a song led by Billy Sasser, and then we will have the eulogy, and then three songs. And so at this time, I'll ask Raymond to come and to lead us in a song. Number 490. 490. <clears throat>
We are here today to remember the life of Moselle Kelly Payne, who was born August the 21st, 1922, in Eggville, Mississippi, and passed away September the 20th, 2013, in Isla Branch, Mississippi. She was predeceased by her husband, James, and is survived by her children, Eugene. Gloria, Barbara, Tommy, along with their spouses, 14 grandchildren, 35 great-grandchildren, and nine great-great-grandchildren, along with four brothers and two sisters. I want to read to you from Psalm 23. David said, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Would you pray with me? Our gracious Father in heaven, we are so grateful for the opportunity to celebrate the life of Sister Payne. We're thankful for her many years here upon this earth and for the way that she touched so many, many lives. We're grateful for her family and the fruitfulness of that family. We're especially thankful for her Christian influence, her faith, her love for you and your word and the church. And Father, we understand that in times like this, we feel a sense of loss, a void. And yet, we rejoice in knowing that she is now home, free from the pains and sorrows of this life. And we pray that as we think about her life, that we would treasure the memories that we have of her. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Number 853, number 853. <clears throat> 853. Sing the wondrous love of Jesus, sing his mercy and his grace. In the mansion, bright and blessed, he'll prepare for us a place.
Curtis Grady. I'm the oldest grandson, so I get to speak first. Hope nobody's in a hurry. We've got, uh, as you already heard, 14 grandchildren, 35 great-grandchildren, and nine great-great-grandchildren. I think Mike's going to help consolidate some of that. But on behalf of the family, I want to thank each of you that are participating in the service so that the grandchildren could uh, enjoy this memorial and celebration. Um, for those that prepared food, those that have uh, befriended uh, Grandmom for all these years for the church here. Uh, we thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Uh, those of St. Visitor at her home in the hospital. Uh, she's been a member of the church at Olive Branch for 51 years. And so she's made a lot of friends. And I, don't, I doubt she knows um, how much good she's done in her life. And we're going to have to read a lot of this because I'll get um, shook up and won't be able to finish if I don't. So y'all bear with me. But I can remember as a child even, uh, my mom and, and grandparents bringing me to vacation Bible school here. And that was, a, that was a few years ago. 
So those of you that know my grandmother, you also know this is a celebration for her. This is a homecoming for her. Uh, you see, she lived her life in preparation for this day. While we'll miss her dearly, in our hearts bright, we can rejoice that she is in a far better place. I have so many fond memories of my grandmother. As the first uh, grandchild, my grandparents spent most of their time spoiling me. But as I grew older, I was allowed to spend a lot of time uh, throughout the summer, through the winter uh, holidays with them. And a typical day might be, uh, she, we would always have breakfast in the morning. We didn't go to Cracker Barrel. She'd get up and fix ham and grits and, and uh, bacon and egg and that sort of thing. And we had a big breakfast. And then I would go and enjoy the great outdoors. I would hunt and fish and, and do the things they lived uh, out in the country at that time. Now, when I come home, if I had a good day and killed a quail or a rabbit or caught a fish, she was certainly willing to fix that for me. But more times than not, we had to rely on her home cooking. And uh, she had a full pantry full of preserves. And we ate uh, from that, from her garden. Now, if I didn't come back with the uh, uh, kill, they would always ride me about it and want to know where it's at. They've got the skillet hot for me and, and, uh, and would kid me and chide me that way. Grandma worked hard as a homemaker. And on Saturday, she made things, or she made sure things were ready for Sunday. And I'll tell you why in just a minute. Uh, and late evenings, often, uh, we would sit around and watch a Western most of the time, maybe a John Wayne movie. Then uh, after that, we would have a Bible study. That was a common thing in her home. And a late night snack was cornbread and milk. We'd take a, some of you probably remember this, we'd take a fork and, and put it in a big jar, mix it up. And uh, those were sure fond memories. When the cold winters uh, come in, we'd gather by their large fireplace. Now, remember how busy Grandma was on Saturday? Well, here's why. Uh, back then, she would have all five of her children and their families over every Sunday, and we would have a big dinner there at her place. And after dinner, the kids, which that included my dad and granddad, uh, my aunts and uncles, and when I got old enough myself, would play full court basketball uh, there on their property. And that Mississippi mud, if you play on it enough and jump and run around on it enough and dribble enough on it, it packed pretty good. So we had a pretty good court. Uh, sometimes on rainy days, our favorite games were Rook and Scrabble, Monopoly. And I'm going to have to put my glasses on. <laughs> and card games and chess. I know they had their share of problems, but all I saw growing up was love and sacrifice. They never allowed me to see one argument or struggle in their home. I guess I was grown before I realized that life really wasn't like the Andy Griffith show. She sacrificed <clears throat> so much to get her family together. Back then, and even into her 90s, she never failed to get all the family together for a great meal and fellowship at all the holidays. Even in our family, Halloween was a big holiday, and we celebrated that, and I have so many uh, memories of Halloween. She still, even at age 90, worked tirelessly in the kitchen uh, preparing everyone's favorite meals, even though she had to have more help. Sometimes she would call on family members to be her legs, and, uh, but she wanted to make sure that she got her family together. She loved her family so much. 
even into her last day as uh, we were with her and she struggled to even breathe she wanted to know and it asked several times if everyone had eaten God has been so gracious to give us such a loving mother and grandmother for 91 years God was gracious giving her such a sharp mind even at age 91 God was gracious in allowing time for all her children and grandchildren to gather around her, hold her hands, and even sing hymns to her during her last breaths here on this earth. God was gracious to her in giving her such a wonderful Christian church family. When Moselle's husband, James Payne, died over 30 years ago now, Grandma could have given up on life, but instead she got busy. She got busy doing for others. She made and sold quilts in the beginning and then began making quilts for every family member to enjoy. And that included the grandkids and started on all the great grandkids. She was so proud of every grandchild and kept a scrapbook of all her achievements. Even though Grandmom only completed school through the eighth grade, she never got her driver's license, but she thought she taught us so much through her life and her life, even though she was so quietly spoken, her life speaks volumes of wisdom. She was kind and giving, even though she had few material possessions. She had learned contentment. She was patient when circumstances were difficult. She was gentle when others were harsh. She thought the best of others. She rejoiced with those that rejoiced and wept with those that wept. She loved the truth and loved, and loved us enough to tell us what was right and what the Bible says. She endured the hardships of this life with an enduring faith in a loving God who sustained her day by day. She lived with the hope of a home in heaven where she would enjoy a mansion in paradise with God and be reunited with her loved ones who had gone on before. She spoke often about her heart's desire and her daily prayer was to have her entire family become simple New Testament Christians just as you can read about early Christians did in the Bible. Her hope and prayer was that each one of us would do whatever is necessary to live faithfully and one day uh, join her in heaven. May God help us all to be faithful as we indeed, so that we may indeed walk the streets of gold with her in heaven. Thank you, Curtis. I have some Reflections on the life of Sister Payne that I'd like to share with you that have been given to me by the family. And as I was listening to what Curtis said just a moment ago, I couldn't help but think what a great example Sister Payne has set before so many people in her life. And I really believe that I, along with many of you, are better people for having known her. She had a great deal of influence and we're grateful for her, her life, her accomplishments, and her love. I do want to mention a lot was said about how much she liked to prepare food and cook and I couldn't help but get hungry just listening to some of the things that were said a moment ago. But I was thinking about Friday night when we were at, at her home in the bedroom and I had stepped out into the living room for just a moment 
And Wynette came running through the living room saying that Sister Payne wanted some chicken. And so she got a small piece of chicken out of the freezer and heated it up, ran back in the bedroom. I'd gone back in the bedroom by that time and pulled off just a little pinch and put it in her mouth. And the first thing Sister Payne said was, it doesn't have any salt. And somebody spoke up and said, she's not supposed to have salt. And Tommy said, give her whatever she wants. And I thought that was pretty good. Gloria has written, Moselle Payne was buried with Christ in baptism the 12th of August, 1956, at Mayfield Church of Christ in Saltillo, Mississippi. She was the fifth of 13 children. She loved the church and her church family. Moselle and James Payne and their five children moved to Olive Branch in 1962. They worked with the Olive Branch Church of Christ. Mother and many ladies would get together, get together and quilt. They would make quilts for nursing homes, children's homes, and would make quilts for those expecting a baby or getting married. She also worked with True for the World, with mailing and etc. She was an excellent cook. Many of you have eaten her dishes. She loved to cook and feed people. As she was dying, she asked us if we all had something to eat. Mom loved family and she had a big one. She welcomed each new addition and they loved her dearly. She loved God's creatures, especially hummingbirds. She wanted fresh water for them often. She also provided bread and seeds for many more birds. If you wanted to see a smile on her face, just read any of the many cards she received. Never underestimate the power of a card. Mom loved her children and grandchildren so much that she made each one of us a quilt of her own, totaling at least 63 quilts. Mom sure didn't like to go to the hospital. She was always so glad when she could go home and her family could take care of her. And then I want to read a note from Barbara. Mom loved holidays when all her family got together. The house was always packed with children and grandchildren. She loved especially the babies coming to her house. She loved to cook and there always had to be German chocolate cake, chicken and dressing, fruit salad, and Hello Dollies at every Christmas. Juanette and Tommy write, Mama loved to work in her garden when she was younger. She grew lots of everything. Then she would put up all she could for the winter months. Grandmama and I had a great love, like Naomi and Ruth. I loved her as a mama, not a mother-in-law and she loved me like her daughter. Tommy and I have been married 48 years and we never had a cross word to each other. Grandmama and I had lots of talks over the years about family and how she was worried about her family's souls. She prayed that they would all come back to the Lord before it was too late. I don't know what I would have done without her when our girls were little. She always was there to help with them. One thing I will miss is calling Grandmama every night before our favorite show, Wheel of Fortune. We would always get off the phone when the show would come on. I will think about her every time our show comes on. We will miss her so much, but knowing where she is makes the pain less. 
And then Peggy writes, the memories of mom are so many. I've always enjoyed all our precious moments together, our morning and evening walks, our bird gazing, our time in the kitchen together, and most of all, our long conversations spent over quilting together. My mom has always been my rock and my best friend. She was there for me no matter what. She believed in me even when I did not. I've been inspired by her faith in God. I'm so thankful we had these many years together to make such wonderful memories. Wanda writes, one of the best memories of grandmama for me is her standing in front of the sink, singing church songs while washing dishes. She always was so kind to all. She loved each and every one of her grandchildren. I feel so blessed to have been part of her life. And then Tammy, I love and will miss the way grandmama never wanted you to leave when it was time for you to go home and the way she loved cooking even when she wasn't able to get up and do it herself. She still, she still sat at her stool and we would bring everything to her. She always wanted her family to be fed. Linda states, I was always blessed to live beside my grandmama growing up as a child. We've always been so close. My grandmama has helped me, has helped make me the Christian woman I am today. And for that I'm very thankful. I will miss going and getting her for church and her sitting beside me. She would always tell me when I brought her home how much she wished her family would come to church with her. I will cherish all the memories I had with her. I love her and will miss her. But to know I can see her again someday makes the pain a little less. And then Deborah says, Grandmama was such a great cook and so hospitable. She wanted her family together, but more than that, she welcomed others to all her gatherings. She welcomed whoever you wanted to bring. Your friends were her friends. She extended her, extended her love to all. It was not an exclusive group. I love that about her. In addition to her vegetable garden, she also loved her flower gardens. It was so painful for her when she was no longer able to tend to her flowers on her own. The wisteria she grew was passed on from her, from her own mother. Crystal writes, as children, we can't comprehend or fully realize the meaning of a grandmother's love, how wise she is, how much patience she has, or how much guidance she gives us by her example and by her helpful and caring ways. Years go by before we know and understand the depth of her concern and the amount of love in her protectiveness. But as we grow and mature, we do finally understand, and it's when we can look back and see through older eyes and wiser hearts with her unconditional love, devotion, loyalty, faithfulness. This makes me realize how lucky I am to have called her grandmother. She is the center root of strength and love in our life. Sweet, kind, and gentle are the words that best describe my grandmother. Her heart as big as the ocean, but full of love. My grandmother, my heart, my best friend. And Jeff states, my fondest memory of grandmama, although hard to pinpoint one, 
would be when you go to grandmama's house, she would be in the kitchen, most times cooking for her family, making sure they were fed, always with a smile on her face and a song in her heart. I love you, grandmama, and I'll miss you very much. Say hi to granddad for me. And then finally, Susan writes, I remember her loving to quilt and making each grandchild a quilt and pillow. Her love for flowers and her flower gardens. But more than anything, the love for the Lord and her family are what I remember most. I love you, Grandmama. All of these sentiments are expressions of love. And I think it's evident to all of us that Sister Payne was loved and that she loved. And how grateful we are to have known her. To think that she lived 91 years here upon this earth and made such a great impression on so many people. What a blessing. The Bible talks about the brevity of life and the fact that we, that we may live to be 70 or 80 years of age. The psalmist, however, says it's soon cut off and we fly away. And so in verse 12 of Psalm 90, the writer said, so teach us to number our days that we may apply our hearts to wisdom. It's my conviction that Sister Payne used wisdom as she sojourned here upon this earth. There are no doubt a lot of verses that could be read about the life of Sister Payne and the hope that she had while living here upon this earth. One passage that comes to mind that to me expresses her life in such a vivid way is Proverbs 31. Many, many years ago, the writer asked the question, who can find a virtuous wife? For her worth, her price is far above rubies. He went on to say, the heart of her husband safely trusts in her, so he will have no lack of gain. She does him good and not evil all the days of her life. She watches over the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. When I think about Sister Payne, I'm reminded of her great loyalty to her family, evidenced by your presence today and the fact that she willingly and lovingly labored to make your lives better. And there's no doubt in my mind that she did make you a better person, just as she did me. The writer said, her children rise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Charm is deceitful and beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands and let her own works praise her in the gates. The legacy that Sister Payne has left for all of us to reflect upon is a woman who centered her life on her family and around her faith. She was a woman of immense faith in God. I've said before on many occasions, the church here would be blessed immeasurably if we had many, many people 
like Sister Payne. She would be here oftentimes when I know she didn't feel like being here. But what a great example she set by her presence. You see, Sister Payne, she prayed in, the, in this building. She sang praises to God in this building. She learned about God in this building. And she equipped herself for the future. She lived in hope, hope of life eternal, of which Paul said, God cannot lie. I want to read for you a passage taken from the book of Revelation. And as we look at Revelation chapter 21, I want to just make mention of the fact that Friday evening when we were at her home by her bedside, she asked at least three times that we pray on her behalf. Brother George and I were more than happy to pray with her and for her. And she was hurting. And yet, amidst, in the midst of that pain, she wanted to pray. I think about Paul and Silas in that Philippian jail. They had been beaten, and the Bible says at midnight they prayed and sang praises to God. Before she left this earth, the family sang praises to God. The last song, It Is Well With My Soul, that last song was the last that she would hear this side of eternity. And she quietly stepped out into that eternal realm. While in that bedroom, I thought about the angels that no doubt were waiting to come and take her soul home to be with the Lord. Paul said many, many years ago, to live is Christ, to die is gain. To depart and be with Christ is far better. Sister Payne's in a better place. John said, blessed are the dead which die in the Lord. Yes, says the Spirit, that they may rest from their labors and their works do follow them. In Revelation chapter 21, we gain insight into the place that Sister Payne longed for. A week ago Monday, Jared and I visited with her at the hospital, and she wanted to go home. She wanted to go home and say goodbye to her family. She wanted to see them one more time. Juanette said, in class on Wednesday evening, if you want to see, if you want to see Grandmama, you need to go see her. Well, Sister Payne, she went home from the hospital on Monday, but on Friday she went home to be with the Lord. John said, I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth had passed away, also there was no more sea. Then I, John, saw the holy city New Jerusalem coming down out of heaven from God, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a loud voice from heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men, and he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people, and God himself will be with them and be their God. 
and God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. And there shall be no more death, no sorrow, no crying, and there shall be no more pain for the former things that passed away. Then he who sat on the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said to me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said to me, It is done. I am the Alpha and the Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give of the fountain of the water of life freely to him who thirsts. He who overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God, and he shall be my son. I want to close by reading for you a voice from the grave. On December the 26th, 2002, Sister Payne, who has now departed into eternity, wrote to her children. And here's what she said to all my children. I pray that when I am gone, you will all stay close together. The ones that are faithful to God, I hope you will always stay faithful. And to you that are not faithful, I pray you will be before you die. Let me just pause here. I was asked last night if I would take the time to tell those of us who are assembled here today what God would have us to do to be with Sister Payne. If you've never obeyed the gospel of Jesus Christ, here's what you need to do. You need to believe that Jesus is the Son of God. John 8 verse 24. You need to be willing to repent, to turn away from a life of sin, as Jesus said in Luke 13, 3. The Bible says that we then have the opportunity to confess the name of Christ before others and then to be immersed in a watery grave of baptism, to rise to walk in newness of life so that every sin can be washed away, Acts 2, 38, and then to be faithful until death. To those who may not be faithful, I would strongly encourage you to consider your spiritual state. To remember that God has said, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us, to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. The Bible tells us to confess our faults, our transgressions, one to another, pray one for another. And we have that opportunity as children of God pray for one another. I know sometimes people question the appropriateness of certain things during funeral services and somebody might say, you mean to tell me that somebody might be interested in becoming a Christian or being restored during a funeral service? Years ago I performed a funeral service and as I was finishing up at the graveside. A young fellow came to me and he said, I want to see my grandmama again. He wanted to be restored. And so if that's your case today, if that's your situation, then please feel free to talk to me or one of the elders here and we'll do whatever we can to assist you in being baptized into Christ or to be restored back to the Lord Jesus Christ. 
And I would close by saying, that's what Sister Payne would want. I know that because I've heard that over and over again in the comments that have been made by our family members. Sister Payne goes on to say, I taught you to go to the Lord's church. It's a hard road, but I've done the best I can and was faithful to one husband as long as I lived. And I love you all so much, and I hope you know that. Lots of love, Mama. And then, love you all. Sister Payne loved you all, and we loved her. Would you pray with me? Our Father in heaven, we're grateful for the privilege of having known Sister Payne. We're thankful for her children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, great-great-grandchildren, for her friends, her family members, her neighbors. We're thankful for all the associations that she made here on this earth. We're thankful for her life of faith, and we're thankful for the hope of heaven. And Holy Father, we pray that we would conduct our lives here upon this earth in such a way so that one day we too can enjoy the blessings and privileges of being with you forevermore. Our Father in heaven, we look forward to the day when we are reunited with Sister Payne and others that we have known and loved through the years. We thank you for your love, your grace, mercy, and kindness. It's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Number 871. Beautiful robe so white, beautiful land of light, beautiful home so bright, where there shall come no night. Beautiful crown I wear, shining and bright o'er there, yonder in mansions fair, gather us there. Beautiful robe, beautiful land, beautiful home. Beautiful man, beautiful crown, shining so fair, beautiful mansion bright, gather us there. Beautiful thought to me, we shall forever be, thine in eternity, when from this world we're free, free from its toil and care. Heavenly joys to share, let me cross over there. This is my prayer. Beautiful roads, beautiful land, beautiful home, beautiful band, beautiful crown, shining so fair, beautiful mansion bright. Gather us there, beautiful things on high, over in yonder sky, thus I shall lead this shore, 
canning my treasures o'er, where we shall never die, carry me by and by, never to sorrow more, heavenly store, beautiful robes, beautiful land, beautiful home, beautiful man, beautiful crowd, shining so fair, beautiful mansion bright, gather us This song will only be on the screen, an empty mansion. <clears throat> Here I labor and toil as I look for a home, just at humble abode among men, while in Now empty 
mansion someday. When I get where I'm going on the far side of the sky The first thing that I'm gonna do Is spread my wings and fly I'm gonna land beside a lion And run my fingers through his mane Or I might find out what it's like To ride a drop of rain Yeah, when I get where I'm going There'll be only happy tears I will shed the sins and struggles I have carried all these years And I'll leave my heart wide open I will love and have no fear Yeah, when I get where I'm going Don't cry for me down here Gonna walk with my granddaddy And he'll match me step for step And I'll tell him how I've missed him Every minute since he left And then I'll hug his neck Yeah, when I get where I'm going There'll be only happy tears Shed the sins and struggles I have carried all these years And I'll leave my heart wide open I will love and have no fear Yeah, when I get where I'm going Don't cry for me down here So much pain and so much darkness this world we stumble through All these questions I can't answer So much work to do But when I get where I'm going And I see my Maker's face I'll stand forever in the light Of His amazing grace